I mean, really, like, there are iguana butt plugs. I just don't think the iguanas like it. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the currently unnamed podcast, where in which we will finalize the name of our podcast, as well as go over some lists of what we think we should discuss on this podcast. My name is Zach, and I hate socks. I'm Leanna, and I have a dog named Chewy. I'm Eric, and I punched a fish once. <laughs> That's our intro music right there. I was going to say, I don't hate the idea of just Leanna saying do, do, do. I actually, uh, I, I used some AI software to generate uh, music for the intro and outro. Fuck yeah! Nice. I'm excited to hear that. I love using AI stuff. <laughs> oh, it, it sounds terrible. Believe me. That's <laughs> awesome. It's not. Hey, so let's get into this. Uh, what are we calling this thing? I like. I punched a fish once. Yeah, we had the. I punched a fish once. We had Rankin banter, and then we had the mm-hmm. unpopular. What should we call this podcast? So, <laughs> we took a vote on the Discord. And uh, four people voted. <laughs> Three votes for and one vote for uh, what should we name this podcast? As the uh, name of the podcast. Uh, I guess since uh, I mean that's I mean what twenty percent voter turnout not too bad. Sure. I guess that's what we're going with. Yeah, I punched a fish once. I like it. Sounds like it. I think it's uh, one of the things that I like about it is I think that like, so when I'm finding podcasts and a lot of the times uh, I have like two podcast modes, one of them are podcasts that I'm like into and uh, listen to and follow the story. Or if it's um like a live podcast, you know, just uh, the people that, that uh, are in the podcast I'm invested in so that I, uh, I listen to those like on the way to work or, or uh, when I have focus on them, but then other podcasts I have, I listen to when I'm like going to bed, you know, I, and uh, but when I'm looking for a new podcasts, the name is really what grabs me, like the name and the uh, like the thumbnail and the thumbnail that you found uh, uh, that's on the one on Spotify is awesome. I assume you had that built by a robot, but I yeah. uh, I, I think that it's really, really good. It's got nice, bright colors. It pops out. And uh, uh, a podcast called I Punched a Fish once is just begging to be clicked on. Yeah, I was pretty happy with thumbnail that I weasel out of those robots. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. I think that it looks real professional. All right, well, I punched a fish once. I punched a fish once. <laughs> or I pushed a fish once. <laughs> Maybe. Pushed it real good. It's really probably where I should have started. It was pretty rude of you to punch that fish. Yeah, you should have started with pushing it. Yeah. Gently gliding it. What is punching, if not pushing, but really fast and hard? Yeah, yeah, it's all, you know, about kinetics, man. It's like pickles and cucumbers, you know? All punches are pushes, but not all pushes are punches. Exactly. Unless the person doesn't move. Uh, well, so we tend to go back to D&D a lot, right? And uh, there's there's a point there, because, like, uh, uh, there are uh, attacks that specifically shove, and, uh, uh, like, a, a punch doesn't move anybody, but something that shoves someone moves their square. So I, you might be correct there, Leanna. Like, maybe a punch isn't a push. Unless you move them, you know, but I mean, uh, away from D&D in the real world, not everyone moves uh, a full, 
unit space away when you give them a shove, you know, a playful shove, something that just moves your body a little bit. So I suppose there's more there to unpack than I had anticipated. <laughs> well, then, while you're unpacking that, did everybody uh, get their list? <laughs> I sure did. I did. <laughs> All right. We have any uh, volunteers for, for, who wants to go first? I would like to um, start but with uh, one of my specific things. I don't have to go through the whole list, but I have one that's relative to um, some participation uh, from my uh, fiance while we were uh, watching television the other night. And uh, we're watching one of these uh, reality shows, right, where um, this one in particular is called Farmer Wants a Wife. Uh, and it's ridiculous. Uh, the the premises is um, like hundreds of women submit uh, pictures and profiles and then they pick like five farmers uh, around the country um, and like these guys with these huge ranches. Right. That uh, probably have plenty of money. And um, then the uh, uh, the women all pick which farmer they want. And then the farmer picks from those women that are submitted to them. And then those women come to the show and uh, they go and live with the farmer for a number of weeks. Uh, like five women at a time and during uh the period of time throughout uh you know six eight ten weeks whatever it is they get rid of them as they go right so they have like these ceremonies and shit where the women are all lined up in their like fanciest dresses and there's this uh farmer in in uh how farmers dress when they dress up you know there's almost always a hat on their heads and um this Lots is starting Lots, yeah, right. And uh, lots of plaid. There's often denim. Like these guys, like idea of being dressed up for this is jeans and a jacket with the same shirt they wear every day. And uh, and they're Maybe nice. Hats. Yes, exactly. And um, so uh, this guy is talking to this woman and he's like, uh, and they're farmers. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, assumed uh, things there with their religion and, um, uh, you know, at about a 100% rate of Christian there. And, and the guy's uh talking to this woman and there's you know uh, the other four farmers are standing there the host of the show is standing there the other women are all standing there in this ceremony and he's like well i i prayed about it and and i just don't think that we have that spark and i have this idea that like satan's watching uh the show right he's down there and he hears the guy say this and he's like oh shit and he calls up god right he calls him real quick and he's like hey i heard and god's like i didn't say that i didn't tell him to do that that's crazy. I liked Bethany. Bethany was my favorite. He's an idiot, you know? <laughs> but uh, but through the course of that, my idea was that, uh, like, to call God, Satan simply holds out a thumb and pinky finger and holds it up to his head, and that's how they talk to each other. Uh, and that led me to... Uh, <laughs> That led me to some magical items for D&D, as things often do, and uh, like a pair of gloves that, um, you know, both people wear. And if you want to speak to the other one, you just do the thumb and, and uh, pinky, hold it up to your head, and you can hear them. And I like this idea that uh, they're separate from each other. There's an intense scene going on. And uh, during the course of the scene, one of them, uh, you know, fighting maybe the big bad guy, uh, loses his hand. And so, uh, uh, you know, they're trapped on the other side of the door and they're trying to get them in and they bring up their hand phone and they're like, uh, uh, you know, Morlack, are you there? Are you there? And the phone comes back with, I'm sorry, the hand you're attempting to reach has been disconnected. <laughs> okay. <Nope>. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. Disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's funny. That's very funny. 
Thank you. Thank you. So that's not a topic for the list. That was just a fun story. So, so the idea of the topic is uh, just that whole um, thing. I, I guess the the broad overarching theme is uh, uh, people on these shows. Um, the other stuff was kind of drawn out from that, but people on these shows, um, like using God as an excuse to kick people off of it. <laughs> He's talking to them directly. Uh, God, I don't know which one of these women to get rid of. And uh, then, you know, there's a slight whisper in the dark and it's like, uh, uh, I don't know, Darlene's kind of a bitch, you know? <laughs> I never understand those reality shows. I mean, I understand them, but they, they're so, they feel so scripted. Like, or- for sure. There are so many times where like, yeah, like if you really pay attention when you're watching them and they're like yeah. showing people's reactions and stuff, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll notice that like the appalled reaction they show from someone was from like a different time in that day or a different scene or something. And they're yeah. using them to create suspense where it doesn't exist. Like, yeah, I, uh, I watch a lot of those reality shows, like the survival shows. And mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the very uh, right before the camera cut at the uh, at the uh, break is uh, you know the guy's like climbing over a tree branch and you hear like a, a scuffle and branches breaking him go and swears to himself and they bleep it and then the camera cuts and you're like oh this guy's out in the woods he just fell and, and landed on his knife and he's gonna have to get uh, he's gonna have to leave the show and then they cut back after the commercial and he's like oh, I tripped there and then just keeps walking through the woods. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to keep watching the show. You didn't have to create a fake cliffhanger, man. You know? Yeah. We're watching a great British baking show. And, like, we, it's actually was kind of funny a few episodes ago. I was just like, they foreshadow so much. Okay. Uh, You know, when, and so by the time, about midway through, you can pretty much guarantee that, you know who's going home and who's going to be like the star baker. And so because they foreshadow, because the the commentators like, well, if you put it in the oven for, for, you know, too short, your, you know, pastry is going to be blah. If you put it in for too long, your pastry is going to be blah. But while he's saying that, the camera points to two specific people that are doing the thing that he's saying. And you're like, oh, okay, well, when come time for judging, those two are going to be overbaked or whatever. And you're like, okay. It's just so much foreshadowing. Yeah, I watch Next Level Chef, and uh, I don't watch a lot of the baking shows, probably because I don't bake, but I like to watch Next Level Chef, and through the course of that show, if you've never seen it, the uh, it's Gordon Ramsay and, and uh, uh, a couple other you know big-name chefs, and they like – kind of mentor the people as they're going. So they'll give them advice and give them tips. And they're like, you know, hey, make sure you put the, uh, get that thing in the oven now. Otherwise it's not going to be done. And you're right. Yeah. Every time there's one of those things where they're, the the chef stops and the music gets all dramatic for a second. Everybody's cooking and there's flames flaring up and they go, uh, I think you've got too many dishes. I think you need to cut one of them loose because this one's going to end up like this. And uh, the the person competing is is inevitably like, I've got it. You know, I've got enough uh, or I've got a handle on everything. And then exactly what that chef just said is exactly how it rolls out when it comes time to reveal dishes. And you're, uh, yeah. you're correct. You're like you can almost completely figure out who's going to screw the fucking pooch in the end just by all of the crazy foreshadowing they do by like making sure that the professionals sound like professionals you know i do like that every once in a while there's kind of a thumb in the eye where like you know gordon ramsay tells somebody that like uh you know that's that's you don't have enough time to to make that dish 
And then uh, at the end, they reveal it, and it's perfect. And he's like, wow, I was wrong. And, you know, then it, mm-hmm. uh, to really elevate someone there. But uh, did we want to go into your next one, Eric? Uh, yeah, do you just want me to go through the whole list here? Yeah, we just go through each of them and then talk, discuss them as we go. I like it. So uh, the that one was kind of three. Like I leaned into the the D and D like two, I guess. Leaned into the 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 D and D thing. I often uh, like I love like uh, the idea of discussing like the the uh, how we come up with magical items in Dungeons and Dragons. I have a feeling that that's going to be a a regular theme on the show. Um, but uh, but uh, the Stanley Cup thing uh like the the idea behind that like uh that obsession you know uh with uh having the the newest thing and like the idea of like a tumbler and people carrying around water bottles has been like uh more normalized uh since probably the the mid 2000s i would guess uh, uh early 2000s maybe late 90s just uh like the water bottle culture we're all staying hydrated and and uh everybody's selling these crazy uh oh. drink containers <laughs> Okay. I thought you were talking about the hockey Stanley Cup. <laughs> wait, wait, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's that's actually exactly what I'm talking about. You don't carry around a giant trophy and and sip your iced coffee out of that. I mean, I've seen some of the cups that or the the jugs that uh, Zach drinks out of. So I don't know. Possible. Yeah, like I'm a big fan of a huge water bottle. Uh, the uh, with, uh, my, my favorite water bottle right now is 40 ounces. It's got a fully sealable lid. It's easy to close. It's got a button that pops it open. Um, it seals real well. I dropped it. It's got dents and stuff in it, and it's held up. I just don't uh, – like those Stanley Cups, like for as expensive as they are, and I don't have like an exact number on those, but in all of the – like it, it becomes like a status symbol for itself, you know? Um, it's not that it's a good cup because I'm sure it's a fine cup, but like – I don't know. It's it's uh, this this kind of humanity's obsession with with uh, having the cool thing so that you can be a part of the club, you know. And that's not a new thing for sure, but just uh, always interesting to me to see people take something like this cup that uh, is no better or worse than any other, you know, higher end cup out there. But uh, uh, then they're paying exorbitant amounts of money, and it's uh, like a like a whole club, like the women at work. Uh, have these things and talk about it like they're in some sort of cabal, you know, like the the different cups that they have and the things that have happened to them. And like, it's yeah, my husband, uh, uh, mine was on top of the car and he drove off with it and it landed in the street. Now I've got to get a new one because there's scratches on my pink rhinestone studded cup, you know, whereas uh, <laughs> my water bottle, I'm glad, like I love the dents on it. I've got stickers stuck to it and it's scuffed up and, so that that whole uh, obsession with having the the new big expensive thing for the sake of having it um and then uh uh the the last one that i really liked here was um uh those uh so those those like i'm trying to think of a funnier way to present it i suppose but um uh asshole cosplay like those uh (laughs) those like butt plugs that have like foxtails attached to them what Mm -hmm. Do you not know about this, Leanna? No. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, uh, so there's this uh, uh, whole thing, and it's it's you know the idea is bedroom play, but uh, uh, for for dress up and role play and that kind of thing. But uh, it's you know a butt plug. Uh, they're often stainless steel, um, and instead of you know having a flare on the end of it or whatever, so the whole thing doesn't get sucked into your body, um, there's a tail, like a faux fox tail or raccoon tail oh. or 
or something like that, you know, to add that to the uh, the sexual experience, I suppose. And okay. um, I was thinking that like you only ever see cattails and foxtails. I'm gonna see like a fucking iguana tail, like a big, a big like ugly rubber lizard tail. And uh, and then instead of wearing like a cat ear headband to, uh, or a fox ear headband to go with your little tail for your bedroom fun, <laughs> this like gross like lizard hat on you know it's like latex and there's frills on it that bounce around like your face is still exposed but like it's like you're you're like sexual furry uh uh the, the, the lack of furry you know scaly uh <laughs> but to, or mm-hmm. like uh like a pigtail like it's it's a, a bug plug that's just got this short little <laughs> curly pigtail yeah 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 like uh like uh i uh, i can yeah, I could do a, a pig play, but I could also open your wine bottle with my asshole, like that kind of thing. And uh, then that also makes me think of like the other implications that you could have for butt plugs, right? Is um, so if you could have a corkscrew one, what about a can opener? You know, you just, you know, you're going mm. to a party and and uh, you want to really show off that party trick. Like when I'm at a big party and people have bottles, um, I can open a uh, a glass bottle with almost anything my favorite thing is like the knife i have in my pocket i just have a you know it's a it's not like it's rocket science or anything but you create a fulcrum pop the thing off i like the idea of like um like a butt plug bottle opener you're at the party and uh someone's like ah does anybody have a bottle opener <laughs> stick the neck of their bottle up your shorts and then there's that uh popular you know that uh that uh well-known sound that that tink of it coming off and the hiss of the foam as uh, you pull their beer bottle cap away from your asshole. And then, uh, you know, all of the various utility there and a butt plug with a flashlight on it, you know, if you're going camping or, or uh, uh, maybe one that uh, uh, just has a little flip around it so you can swim extra fast if you're going uh, snorkeling. Um, so, so like a, you know, like a, like a butt plug Swiss army knife. Like it's, if you're going to put a tail on the end of it, you can, use it for anything really and and uh, uh i think if the swiss really want to get on board and truly be uh that uh that end all utility they really got to come out with the swiss army butt plug <laughs> i can't <laughs> so like you briefly yeah i hope so um so like so to that point, I'm curious now if you, I mean, obviously I want the, I want the bottle opener butt plug. And I think at that point I would rather have like a butt plug that is just a knife handle so that I can still do the mm. knife handle trick, but it's with a butt plug bottle opener. Um, no knife attached to it anywhere, but like just a folding pocket knife attached to a butt plug. Um, what's a, you know, like what would be other good utility to have for a butt plug? Like what are, what are things that we could uh, use it for? And it's, you know, it's stored safely away and, and uh, it's ready to go when you need it. Like what else would be a good utility for a butt plug? Hmm, that's a good question. Like what are things in your daily life? Like you're just like, fuck, I forgot that thing again. Or damn, I never have it with me when I need it. Like a, mm-hmm. like a car key loop would be a good one. You know, just a little tiny hook like you would have on the mm-hmm. wall right next to the door, but it's a butt plug with a little hook and you get out of the house in the morning and you lock the door and then you just drop your keys down the back of your pants and it hangs onto your keys all day. You know, you got to mm-hmm. run out to the car in the middle of your work day. And so you clench your ass and your, <laughs> the horn beeps and your car unlocks. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Just so many possibilities. There are. I have, I got Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> 
Yeah, I got nothing. I don't think there's anything I'd want to store that close to my ass. <laughs> I mean, because to get to it, you either have to reach down your pants or pull down your pants. So, like, that would be the hardest part. Like, I think, like, the ideal garment for a butt plug utility would be, like, a kilt or a, a pleated skirt. I mean, you could just install, uh, you know, like, a, a butt flap. Like on long underwear. Right. We're trying to be absolutely. We're like trying to be practical here, right? So you just mm-hmm. uh open the hatch and yeah. crack the top on somebody's uh fresh cold bud light and then hand it to them and mm-hmm. <laughs> bud light smells like shit. <laughs> Can we go back to the all the utilities in the glove? Uh, I'm just flashing back to uh what was it? I forget it was a long time ago, but that old uh Cartoon Network. Uh, late night, like, was an Adult Swim show, Essie McGee, where the main character yeah. is just, like, he, he's a butt, like, with legs, and he's just, like, you know, a cop in the city, and he goes around fighting crime, and he's just, just a butt. He's got, like, a farty lisp. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, just, no one's surprised by the fact that, like, an ass shows up as, like, this grizzled cop, you know? They're just always mm-hmm. like, oh, no, it's Assy McGee, and he's like, <laughs> I've never seen it. That's, uh, I mean, you're only missing everything we just said, so I think you're good. I don't know if that's a surprise or not, but... No, 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 it's, it's a real classic. <laughs> classic. Mm, I see what you did there. Yeah. He really puts the ass in class. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love sayings like that, like the fun in funeral. I think I really put the ass in classical is nice. Mm. I mean, you can't spell fart without art. <laughs> what was the the one I heard the other day that I told you guys about when we were out about was, uh, oh, um, uh, assholes have perfect comedic timing. Farts are always funny. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was the entire premise of Assy McGee. Yeah. Yeah, someone uh, green-lighted that show. They sat down yeah. and talked about it like we're talking about it now, and they're like, yes, here's a bunch of money. Put that ass on my TV. So you say that was all on your list? Yeah, that's that's those are all the ones that I have that are significant right now. I'm going to keep some more in my pocket for, for later times, but that's everything I've got for today for the moment. So uh, I approached the, the topic from a different uh, point of view. Okay. Instead of just like, here's a bunch of fun stories to talk about. I came up with a list of topics that could be topics for future episodes. I like it. So uh, from my list, I started off with um, uh, we could do a whole thing dedicated to like dream vacations. Like you could go anywhere. How would you, you know, come up with your top? Yeah. Like what would you do? Like right. no, no, no limits to anything. Like where sure. would you go? What would you do? Kind of thing. Next topic on my list I thought we would discuss uh, because every adult needs asked this on a regular basis. What's your favorite dinosaur? That's something that I will talk about at length, my friend. I was a dinosaur mm-hmm. kid and still to mm-hmm. this day I need to love dinosaurs. We all play D&D. We're all probably dinosaur kids on some level. <laughs> Good point. I think that that's... We all grew up in land before time, so... Right, right. Oh, I think that, that that Venn diagram I mostly looks like... Time. Do you, for real? <gasps> yes. Is it, so what, is, it be, is it because of, like, the emotional impact that it has, or do you just not... Like, what's why do you hate the land before time? I mean, it's the emotional side. I don't... 
I, yeah. It's the same reason why I would hate I hate uh, Bambi. I don't like any yeah. uh, thing that was presented to me as a child, where in the first five minutes the child, uh, the main character's mother dies. Yeah, I'm I'm very much like that with most things. Like, uh, mm-hmm. my fiance will be watching like a a movie or TV show, and and or we'll be looking for something new, and she's like, "Oh, I heard about this thing," or I will say, "I heard about this thing," and we'll look at the description. And I'm like, "Ah, nope, I'm not watching that." And she's like, oh, I'll check it out sometime. It sounds good. I'm like, I do not, I do not want to watch things that are designed to make me sad. Just, just not, not interested at all. And so like, I think that I appreciate, so I think what I like about the land before time isn't actually the land before time at all. It's that uh, when I was a child, I, we would go over to my aunt Beulah's house. She was my great aunt, my grandmother's sister. And uh, I don't know if that was the only kids movie she had or not, but one of those great big uh, CRT TVs, like the whole cabinet stand thing. And uh, I would always watch Lane Before Time on it when I was over there. And uh, I, I remember like sad scenes and shit, but mostly I just remember being at like my Aunt Beulah's house and watching it on that big TV, which now as I think about it, was probably just a way to occupy me while I was there because I was probably pretty annoying as a child as I'm pretty annoying as an adult. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I can feel that. Like I, I do not have any plans to ever watch Lane Before Time again in my life and haven't for, you know, probably 30 years haven't seen it. So uh, I can feel that. It's, I, I very much feel that. I think I've gone back and watched it once, once I became an adult. Yeah. And I usually just fast forward through that part, <laughs> fast forward. Because I really liked the, I don't know, the music was good. The music sure. always triggers good memories. And then, you know, it's just the five friends going through going on a journey together kind of thing yeah you know i think i like that aspect of 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 everything and you know fending for themselves and trying to figure figure out life you know yeah there's something to be said for like the music from a lot of those old movies because now a lot of it is like digitally built and back then they would hire an orchestra they would write a score and hire an orchestra and record an orchestra for this stuff it was just just wild like the old looney tunes and stuff had like uh you know a a 10-piece music accompaniment for them it's just really really cool oh you mean merry melodies merry melodies yes merry melodies yeah (laughs) Well, a lot of, yeah, like, to your point, like, all of these old classic movies that we grew up on have those, you know, trigger memories, just, you know, you can play just the first few seconds of the song or the first few seconds of the opening, and you instantly know what it is, and it instantly takes you back to memories of watching it as a kid. I always kind of like that. You guys ever chase nostalgia? I will, um, like, I will just be existing in my everyday life and then remember a flavor or a feeling or a smell or a sensation and have to, like, really dig through my mind to remember what that's from and then figure out mm. how to accomplish it again. Like, it's like craving something, like craving a flavor. You know, yeah. I I want to make chili or or uh, uh, I really wanted uh, uh, to make some buttercream icing because I want to make a cake. Uh, like the same thing with that, but like, I can't always immediately remember where I got that from. Just in my mind, I suddenly get like this flavor, this, uh, and I'm trying to like break down what I'm remembering. And it's almost like you're tasting it, you know, and I'm trying to remember where I got that from because now I want to recreate that again. You know, I get on where I eat the same thing over and over again. Like I will, uh, uh, buy a bunch of ingredients and make pizzas like 
every other day for a week, you know, and then, uh, and then I don't make a homemade pizza again for a while. And then I just get this flavor in my mind and I'm like, what the fuck is that? I want that. And I realize it's the homemade crust from the bottom of the pizza, not even the whole pizza itself, but just that, that kind of like funky flavor of a homemade crust that recently had yeast dye in it, you know? Yeah. And, and I'll like rebuild that for myself and then I'll eat pizza again for two weeks and then won't touch it for three years. Yeah, I do that too sometimes. A lot of times it's actually, it for me it's with movies because that's that's always been a big part of, um, my I don't know mental health is movies and TV. But yeah. you know I'll I'll see somebody in a current movie that I'm watching or something you know a TV show or something. I'm like oh I re- I remember that person. Where have I yeah. seen that person? And we all do it, you know. But then I'll actually try and. IMDB and I'll be like, oh, that's that that's that's that movie that they were in, and then I'll go I'll have to go and watch that rewatch that movie because yeah. like a specific scene from that w- movie is very memorable, and I I have to go track down that movie and just even just for the one scene that I'm trying to remember, just track down sure. that movie just to see it kind of thing. So yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of how I chase nostalgia, as you put it. Um, is usually through TV and movies, but right. sometimes I do it through smell too. Because yeah. if I if a specific smell you know pops into my nostrils, <laughs> then uh, sometimes I'll be like, where where is that smell? Where do I know that smell from? Oh my gosh! Absolutely, yeah. That's that's another big one for me is the smell. Like it's sometimes it's someone's perfume or you know body scent. Sometimes it's a food, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm trying to puzzle out what it is. But no, yeah, you're absolutely right. And like with the movie thing in our like modern technology, it's great because now you don't have to go back through the whole movie if you don't want to. You can probably just find a, a short of the scene on YouTube. Yeah, true. All right. So moving on down my list, uh, my next topic I came up with was uh, and i specifically wrote this as comic characters uh not just like to be limited to superheroes marvel or dc you know maybe sure. you're like really into marmaduke i don't know you do you. <laughs> yeah yeah dilbert so dilbert yeah yeah i mean sure I was I was a big fan of I was a big comic book kid so I was very much into the uh, the newspaper comics it would just yeah. when we would get mm-hmm. the newspaper I would get the uh, for those of you who that uh, might be listening that um, are under the age of uh, probably 25 a newspaper they used to bring them to your house every day because the internet <laughs> didn't exist and it had all of the local things that were going on probably in a wholly biased representation but uh, but there were little paper comics in there and they're a lot of fun yeah. Mm-hmm. I I I was never like a comic book person just cuz I don't think growing up I didn't really have access to them. Sure, sure. I was a military brat and just didn't really have much access to many of them. There was some in the in the bookstore or in the exchange on military bases, but for the most part I really didn't do comic books, but the newspaper comics, that's one thing that is a huge trigger for me as far as like good memories is we would always every Saturday morning go to the um you know go to the food court on base and buy a paper and you know sit there and have have a meal and drink and we'd, I'd get to pull the comic book or the comics section out and read yeah. the comics 
that's how I that's how I read Spider Man. Yeah, I knew a lot about Spider Man because that was the big action comic during while while I was doing military brattiness. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Like it's it occurs to me that like very similar. Like I wouldn't have been. I didn't seek comics as a child. There were these friends of our family. I think they knew my stepdad when he was a kid, and they would bring us all presents for each of our birthdays and uh, for Christmas. And they would just bring us a bunch of stuff. And they did like a lot of shopping at like Ollie's and they would Mm -hmm. bring us, uh, they would always bring me specifically because like to them, I'm a kid that age, comic books are what you read, you know, because they've been around for forever and comic books existed. These people were like old when I was a young child. They both died when I was uh, a teenager or in my early twenties, I think, but they would bring me like these big, like plastic wrapped stacks of comics for Ollie's from Ollie's or they grab them out of a bin because they were super cheap. But yeah. the, the the whole point of this is it, like I mean, and that's that's what made me think of it. But it occurs to me that uh, their last name was a comic book character's name, and it never really occurred to me. Uh, their last name was Iceman. Iceman. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. The Icemans were bringing me comic books. It's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> I liked Archie and Jughead because those were some that I did have access to. Yeah, my uh, stepdad was a barber, and he had the um, the bubble gum with the comics in it, and that comic was in oh, there. Yeah. yeah, I used to read a lot of that. <laughs> I got in trouble because I once uh, we were allowed to just take gum. You know, it was something my stepdad had for children when they would come into the barber shop, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we were a lot. We had free reign to it, and I got in trouble once because I had grabbed a bunch of them and then just had opened them and read all the comics and tried to hide all the gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't like stick it in the garbage can underneath the trash. I put them in a bucket in my room and they fucking melted. <laughs> it created a whole problem. It wasn't even like a sealed bucket. It was like a thing from a toy that had holes in it. I'm just, it just fucking bonded itself to my desk. <laughs> One day, my mom's in my room and she's like, so I peeled the top off your desk with your bucket. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What about your comic? Zach. Here, I mean, I, I had uh, a short-term subscription to Captain America when I was growing up, so I was always had a soft spot oh, for that cool. one. Yeah, Zach kind of comes from like a nerd family too, right? Like, so you probably had like bit, comic yeah. books as part of your life. I didn't have that, you know. So, like, if it weren't for the Icemans, I don't know if I'd be a comic book kid, quite the nerd that I am now. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I do envy people like you that have like families that get together and do D and D stuff. Like, if we have children, <laughs> that's something that I'm really looking forward to as a dedicated D and D group. <laughs> oh, you don't want to play Claire? That's fine. You can go sit in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh that is true zach is a wealth of knowledge with comic books and he always tells me kind of the backstories yeah some of the some of the characters when i because i don't know other than what i see on tv or movies i do the same thing to my fiance we'll be watching like a like a marvel show like with the what if thing they've you know used some of Mm -hmm. the what if characters from the actual what if comics um, or like yeah. just other people in the show that end up being minor characters, you know, and it's, it's really neat when I can really dig into it. Like, just like Backrock the Leaper from the, the Captain America movie, you know, like talking about him and his, his dumb outfit, in the comics and what he actually does. And like having that knowledge is kind of a fun thing. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I read a lot of Garfield when I was young too. Okay. Oh, lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I had several of those collections of Garfield books. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I've always liked all things comics. 
big fan of the X-Men growing up, mostly because of the arcade game and the uh, cartoon. That arcade game Ooh. is, I was, I was actually, uh, we went uh, to Dave and Buster's for our uh, Valentine's Day yesterday, and uh, kind oh, of the other, op- yeah, kind of the other option that we were looking at was uh, uh, maybe hitting 16-bit. Uh, my fiance's never mm-hmm. been there, and uh, uh, so so uh, just to cut kind of to anybody listening, make sure you take a shot every time he says my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She and I have discussed it, and uh, we're going to leave her name off the podcast, so I will be saying my fiancé every time. Uh, <laughs> I like um, it. Yeah, but, uh, but we were going to go to 16-bit, and uh, the three of us with uh, another friend of ours went to um, Dave & Buster's recently. We really got dug into like a four-player side-scrolling smasher, like that X-Men game, and that's what I was telling her, is like, games like that exist there, and we can just sit and play through the whole thing while we drink our $12 drinks, you know, but, uh, but that mm-hmm. X-Men game is iconic. It is oh, just one of yeah. my favorite Captain games ever. Mm-hmm. I was there for that side scroll one. I still have my cards. Yeah, you played. So do we. They're still stacked up on our, our bar over there. We're going to take them with us last night to a Dave and Buster's and then we didn't even play the game actually. What? We, uh, yeah, we got super, like we started, uh, like really ticket chasing, you know, we found, uh, oh, yeah, that's easy to just, do. Yeah, we found those games back in the corner that's just a big wheel, and you hit the button when the light's where it needs to be, and mm-hmm. uh, she hit it, she hit the jackpot twice, in five plays, won, won a thousand tickets twice, and uh, uh, we, um, we're building up tickets now, we're gonna, we're, we're aiming for that Xbox, uh, I don't actually think oh. so, but I was like doing the math, I'm like, if you can hit that jackpot a hundred times in a row, it costs <laughs> Less, it costs 60 cents to play this game. So if you're going to hit the jackpot 100 times in a row, it's worth it for the Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. So uh, moving on, my next topic I came up with was animals you wish could be pets. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That list is so long. Right? Like, that would be a really, you know... Uh, fun thing there's so many so many animals yeah yeah i think uh we could piggyback off that and i'm going to add it to mine my lists now like uh mm-hmm. D creatures you wish were real slash could be pets oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. koala i think that would be my top so koalas Maybe. are real they're not dnd they're not taking <laughs> dnd no. i was going with your part <laughs> I, w- I have no clue what i would want to be real as a uh from from a D D type standpoint. So I have uh I have something for that. Uh I knew someone once that thought that narwhals were mythical, did not think they were real. Called me like laughed when I was talking about them and then at one point called me a liar. <laughs> like like this isn't funny anymore. I know they're not real. What are you gonna tell me about unicorns next? And I'm like, no 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 they're very, very real. Look and we had to do some Googling and uh she felt dumb after the fact, but uh, she didn't have to. Um <laughs> it was just it was just just very very neat like this thing that's so ridiculous. It's like yeah that's not real. No it really is. No, no that's not real. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, now no, the 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 depths of the ocean breed some some really strange things. Yeah, like like it's all real down there. Yeah, yeah, it's just like the the total like the the ocean is for me very much like, a, and I know there's parallels made between them all the time, but like just the universe 
beast, like the alien creatures down there, because the physics aren't the same. Like they are the same mm-hmm. technically. Like when you get closer to the center of the earth and all of that weight of the water, it's not the same as like terrestrial creatures or just like the, the surface level creatures that exist. Yeah. And it's wild. The physiology that happens, the, uh, the xenomorph from mm-hmm. aliens was based on a, uh, like dark zone creature. That's got a second mouth inside its head. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess you could say that, that the ocean is, uh, quite the deep topic. <laughs> There's just fathoms of information we could go over. <laughs> I wish my eye rolls were audible. <laughs> we could probably get, you, uh, get a soundboard and you can have an audible eye roll sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah. Animals you wish could be pets. And then uh, my last topic, I had to stay true to myself and uh, put your uh, top five wrestlers. I, I have something for that, too. I was... I, just as a kid, I don't know when it happened. I think there was this big shift between like nineties wrestling, like classic mm-hmm. yellow Hulk Hogan to like the age mm-hmm. of like the NWO. And, uh, that was like a, a turning point in my life where I'm going through puberty and stuff. And like a wrestling evolves just like anything else does, but it stopped being something I wanted to watch when I, I, I don't know. It's, it's not that I dislike wrestling. I really like the idea of it and following it. And I mm-hmm. watch wrestling shorts all the time i love the promos and the characters uh some of the shit stone cold steve austin would say in interviews to people was just fucking hysterical or like the clips of like the rock coming back to wrestling like he does you know uh, mm-hmm. i guess two times a year and just him showing up uh, twice the size that he was when he was already already twice the size of everyone else and just talking more shit he's so funny yeah and i figured anybody that uh can't name their five favorite wrestlers. I will accept just name five wrestlers. <laughs> good, good. I like that. <laughs> I could probably do that. Yeah, I could name, as far as favorites, I could probably name three. Okay. And then I could probably add a couple more on there of ones that you just know. Uh, I've, I just know the names of. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear them? Uh, no, that's the uh, that's that's the topic for future discussion. Oh come on! I just I, like I have them Bitch. already. Bitch, you spell. Oh, I don't care. You can say I don't care. <laughs> no, no. So like my top three. So in the when I went to college, like early two thousands, I'm dating myself. But when I went to college, <laughs> I got into wrestling a little bit with my cousins, and yeah. so I'd watch. I'd watch it with them. And um, it was just, you know, the we basically didn't have very, we only had, you know, whatever rabbit ears could get us. So whatever sure. Friday night could get us, I think, Friday night, uh, WWE, Murder WrestleMania, oh, yeah. I think, WrestleMania. So um, I always liked John Cena, um, just because he's so charismatic, and I always liked yeah. The Rock. But as far as, you know, if I was going to, pick one that wasn't like that, you know, big, really good personality kind of person, I'd pick Randy Orton. Okay. That's the one that I always kind of was like, yeah, he's kind of the the bad guy. Um, yeah. Or the heel. The heel. Lot. Yeah. So, so yeah, he would be the those three would probably be my top that okay. I've actually watched wrestle. And then Orange Cassidy, I've learned a lot about since 
since living with Zach. And mm-hmm. then Hulk Hogan was not not like a favorite wrestler or anything. I never actually saw him wrestle, but I think when I was growing up, that's when he was doing movies. And so all those like B movies that he would be in. And so I know him from those rather than his actual wrestling career. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. He did one where they were on a boat. They had some sort of like speedboat, spy speedboat rescue that was or something a or other. Oh, was it a TV show? I don't know. It was. Yeah. I just remember he was in that one, and then the Mr. Nanny, and I don't know a few others, but the yeah, that's Amanda. what I remember him from. Oh yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yep. So that's what I remember him for because I never actually watched him wrestle, but sure, yeah. he was like he was like uh, our hero when I was a kid. He would always pull through. That was his like whole thing. Is is he would whoop everybody's ass, and then there'd be a big event or a specific match on a a weekly show, and uh, he'd inevitably get to a place where he was being beaten, and then he'd get that like Hulkamania in him. You know, his mm-hmm. fist starts shaking, and his his terrible hair starts wobbling back and forth, and and uh, they're punching him, and he doesn't care, and he stands up while they're still hitting him, and then he. Uh, hits him and then body slams him. Just cool shit, man. Just full gorilla press over the head. That's just, I mean, that alone is just in fucking press of these guys picking each other up over their heads. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my list. Uh, Leanna, do you have anything to present? Oh, I have a list of uh, stuff, I guess. Um, Let me see. So my first one, I see. <laughs> I think mine all sound kind of dumb, but I'm going to go with it. But my first one was, um, like, Asian dramas versus American dramas. And I know that's kind of very gimmicky because that's what what I'm currently watching is pretty much nonstop Asian dramas. But maybe at some point a short topic of discussion – I could talk about why I like them so much over American dramas. Well, I, could, I could weigh in there. I don't. I, I don't watch any Asian dramas at all, but I love their reality shows. Yeah. So that yeah, exactly. that, be... that kind of yeah. yeah. That kind of topic where of why they're so appealing. Yeah. Versus you know American dramas, which are also appealing, but the difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to like the ones that break through into the mainstream over here. Like Squid Game was really good. Really good. Yeah. Very, very good. Did you uh did you guys um uh, ever see Physical One Hundred? I saw a couple episodes of that, yeah. Cause there was a couple of people on that that have been in some of the dramas that I've watched. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Or in or in other reality shows. Cause they tend to make the circuit a lot of all the reality shows. Uh, yeah. but yeah, there were a few people on that um hmm. that have been in some of the reality shows that i watched and so that was pretty cool yeah. to see them on there yeah i don't know that one but i used to watch ninja warrior pretty religiously yeah yeah they i, I think that the big appeal there for me is it seems like there aren't any rules as long as everybody consents which is fucking awesome in physical 100 they had a bunch of people who like were known for their physicality and there were 100 of them and they would they would always uh uh, uh pair it out by gender so it would be men competing with men and women competing with women unless it was a group task uh mm-hmm. but just the, like a highlight for me at one point the uh the the game is there's a ball 
and you have to be in possession of the ball at the end of the time, right? And then that's it. And they put them in these little arenas. One of them looked like a yard. One of them was a playground. One of them had like a big pit in the middle with water in it. And they put this girl in there who was a gold medalist uh, uh, judo competitor against someone who was like a climber or something. And she just whooped this chick's ass for three minutes, just beat the dog shit out of her. Like nowhere in the game where it seems like they're not allowed to punch or kick or anything, but they're wrestling over this ball. And she just walked to the middle, picked this chick up, dumped her on her head, picked the ball up, walked over to a corner, put it underneath a tire that was in this like pot pile of tires that was sitting there for whatever reason. And then just stood in front of it. And every time the girl tried to get to it, she just choked the shit out of her and push her back into the puddle. It was just, it was just, up, man. And then, like, the time runs out and she just turns around and picks the ball up. Like, she just won. Like, it was just fucking bananas. And I love that. Like, that, like, kind of way out of side scaling. Like, uh, but then, like, you know, when it's the climber's time, they're walking across the monkey bars or whatever. They they kick ass doing it. But it was just, just fucking hysterical, man. Her beating the shit out of that girl. Just, like, German <laughs> suplexing her over and over again, like, three times in a row. Got her around the waist, slammed her, scooped over, slammed her again, did it again, and then just left her laying on the ground. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, like, she didn't hurt her during the course, like, injure her during the course of any of that. Just, like, dehumanized her, you know? Yeah, it sounds like it'd be, it was a pretty good show. I, I know it was pretty fun, the couple episodes I watched. Yeah, I highly recommend if you guys are looking for something that's on Netflix. Yeah. All right, so what do we got next? So that was, Deanna. oh yeah, that was me. Um, so the other, the next one, I put favorite burgers because it was at lunchtime and I was eating a burger and I thought it'd be cool to maybe talk about, like have a whole episode or whatever, or even just a short discussion of like favorite. Well, we could absolutely do it on burgers. Oh, for well, sure. Well, even that, not even just burgers, but like, what is your favorite, you know, spread it out, but. Favorite what burger, is the perfect favorite sandwich? Pizza, favorite, like, favorite, yeah, perfect sandwich, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Because I was eating one of the my the my favorite things on a burger is adding an egg, and I love adding eggs to burgers. So a lot of times, you know, whenever they have, you know, that breakfast burger or whatever, you know, everybody calls it yeah. something different. That's usually what I like to gravitate towards, but. I also kind of like, you know, the ones with the mushrooms and onions as well. So those are pretty good. And one of my favorite burgers that I ever had was a French onion soup burger kind of thing. Okay. I don't know how to describe it, but it was during Burger Week in Lorain County. And oh my gosh, this thing was so good. Like the burger itself, just they, they did the bun kind of like how the top of a French onion soup is, you know, where they, they put it in the oven and has the cheese over the top of it. And it was really good. And then they served it with French onion soup, which was really oh, good. Yeah. Like well, an au jus like almost. Au jus. Yeah. Basically an au jus. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Food is always a good topic. <laughs> food is always a good topic. No three of us can talk about food at length. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mostly because it's uh, currently right now while we're talking seven forty and I haven't eaten dinner and I'm hungry and I'm really <laughs> hungry so I could talk about food for a while. Um, <laughs> my third uh, topic that I wrote down was craft shows. Again, I do kind of topical because that's just I was trying to think of something and that was relevant to me. 
but I, um, fun fact about Leanna, I have a small business called Full Scale Adventure, and um, both Zach and Eric helped me out, have helped me out. Zach is kind of my, he's my CFO of my business. He handles all the money because I, you know, would probably lose it. And then <laughs> Eric has come out and helped me sell and I make chain mail and scale mail and all kinds of stuff. But we've been going to craft shows and, you know, I think it'd be fun to maybe talk about. It doesn't even have to be craft shows, but just shows like, you uh, go to. Expo like shows. The, or gun shows. Like at the or yeah, um, like, yeah flea markets, right? Yeah. Your favorite alternative shopping venues. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, or even you know, like the West Side Flea, or not the West Side Flea. That's a craft show. The what's the one downtown on Twenty Fifth? West Side West Side Market. West Side West Side Market. Okay. Yeah, that one. Because yeah. there's a there's an actual craft show called West Side Flea that I sell it. Yeah. I get the two yeah. mixed up. It's also Jamie's flea market out there. I, I you've probably been to that one, right, Leanna? No. Oh man. We should all go check out uh Jamie's flea market sometime. It's in uh it's between yeah, it's between Amherst and Oberlin. And it's uh like open on like oh. Wednesdays and Saturdays or something, but it's mm-hmm. uh awesome. Okay. It's enormous. There's three huge buildings, there's a bunch of outside selling space, but this summer we should make a point of getting out there and in the West Side, uh, Jamie's Flea Martins. I think you'd really enjoy it. I think I would too. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing about these shows is I'm. I feel like I'm missing out on actually going to some of the shows because I'm selling at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the the cool thing about the the Jamie's Flea Market is is it's one of those where like if you don't have dates lined up for actual shows, you can just go sell there. You can just set up your booth. Like uh, like yeah. outside, they do it every single week. So like, you know, if you get a dry spell, we get a few weeks where uh, you don't have anything, you can uh, sell out there. Them. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. Have them at the Cuyahoga County um, Fairgrounds as well. Every yeah. um, Saturday, I think every Saturday mm-hmm. they have their, their flea market that goes on. I didn't realize that happened every single week. I think that most of the time I'm at the fairgrounds is uh, uh, for like an event that we go to. And um, I, I I went to that flea market one time with a group. I thought that was like a one-time thing. I didn't know that went on every Saturday. Yeah. Oh, shit. We should do that more often. I think you can just – you don't even have to sign up or – well, you probably have to sign up, but I don't think it costs anything. Okay. Honestly, I don't – I don't know, but I remember reading somewhere that you can just show up and put up a table or something. I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to go just to experience the flea market again because it's I went that one time with everybody a few years ago. Yeah, I want to check it out. Cool. Yeah, we should. Um, so yeah, shows that we go to or shows. Mm -hmm. So that would be that one, and then um, the next one is strange collections, or not even strange, but just collections. Yeah, I my obsessions tend to uh, change usually every six months. So you know, for a little while, I was into Dorables, and I had to collect all the Dorables. I don't know why, but I had to. They were adorable. And then I started collecting rocks. No, no, go back. What are what are Dorables? Oh, it's a Disney thing. It's like these little mini figures of fun cake pops, but only an inch tall. Okay. Yeah. Are they? Is it like a blind bag thing, or you? Do, they're like collectibles. Yeah. I guess. 
Okay. A lot of them are blind bag, but you can buy. Um, okay. And you can buy sets also of yeah. a specific movie or a specific, like all the Disney princesses or whatever. But when uh, I had them all stuck to my wall with uh, tacky, the tacky, the blue tacky stuff um, yeah. for a while. Sticky tack, yeah, I had them all stuck to my wall by movie that they were in, and it was kind of a cool little display that I had. But so that was an obsession for a little while, and then you know got into rocks and crystals, and that's continued to be a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> but I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, but just you know, it seems to be that I change my obsessions and what I get into every six months to a year or so. Yeah, Zach and I were talking about my um, unnecessarily large koozie collection before you uh, logged in. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have some for you, by the way. Hell, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I have them saved. They're on the, the shot glass shelf. Yeah, thanks. I'd like to give them to you. That's cool. But, yeah, collections and stuff you've collected over the That's years or something you've collected back in mm-hmm. the past or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then one more, one, yeah, my last one is what's your go-to snack? And I guess it kind of goes back to the food section, but, you know, also I was hungry at the time, but, you know, what's your go-to snack when you're, you know, bored and what's your go-to, what do you reach for, you know, when it's, when you're drunk and hungover, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or what's your comfort food snack that you always makes you feel better mm-hmm. that kind of thing i have like that's a that's an interesting one for me i think because i don't really have like a go-to snack i have things that i would say are my favorite but they're always things that i have rarely and that's kind of how they stay my favorite like mm. i would say like my favorite like candy treat is a chocolate orange but like they're not always easy to find they're usually around during the holidays i think if they're readily available i would be as into it but like mm. i have things for like moments in my life like when i'm sick there are certain things that i always go back to for food yeah me too i love mm-hmm. sarku japan when i'm sick i don't know why or that just that teriyaki chicken the mall teriyaki mm-hmm. chicken whatever you want to yeah. call it i love chinese like something food i always sick. love eating when i'm sick yeah <laughs> it's just that like anything that really kind of hits the sinuses real well has a lot of aromatics and Chinese yeah. food really just hits that for me every single time. That and just like spicy things. Taco Bell is mm-hmm. a big one. Just chili cheese burritos from Taco Bell with a bunch of Diablo sauce dumped on them. It's something that I love when I'm stressed. There you go. My yeah. go-to when I'm stressed or anxious is always a McDonald's Diet Coke and usually French fries from McDonald's. Yeah. Those are my comfort snacks for fast food. And then I like... You can verify this one for accuracy, Leanna, but according to my mother... Uh, my first full sentence was, I like Donald's French fries. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's so fucking cool. Because, dude, what, a, what, and what an absolute truism. <laughs> Goddamn, they're good. <laughs> they really are. Maybe we'll have McDonald's for dinner. <laughs> Don't hate that. I've got these neat memories of, uh, as a child when, uh, before my, um, mom and my stepdad uh got together uh very very young i was i was uh five i think when they got married but uh, uh we would go to uh uh the mcdonald's in norwalk that's where we did most of our shopping because i grew up in a teeny tiny little town in the middle of nowhere and so we had did to drive you your shopping at the mcdonald's 
So yeah. I'm getting there. We did most of our shopping in Norwalk, which is about 30 minutes away. We would go to the uh, Walmart, but there was the uh-huh. McDonald's there, and she would get us McDonald's, and then we would go to the park and eat it. And I, uh, oh, cool. the park sucked. It was a trash park. There's like a basketball court and like a shitty swing set, and that's all there is, and a gazebo where we could eat McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> a shitty park, but it's just where we would go. That's a, But that's a cool memory. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute little thing that we used to do. Yeah. I like that. Nice. I think that's the end of my list, but yeah. I I managed to to write down five things. <laughs> yeah, I um I botched my list. It suddenly occurs to me that I was supposed to uh, come up with like five topics that could be five things each, and instead I just came up with five topics that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's that was right. kind of how I went too. Is like, well, I kind of want to talk about my Asian dramas, okay? My my like five things were all single list items instead of uh, things that could be turned into lists. Worst. So this is still technically the pilot, right? This is pilot sure. episode or part two. Yeah, pilot so part going two. Forward. Now that we have a list of lists that we can reference, uh, we'll have the first official episode where we will discuss very in depth the thing. I think so. I think that once we get around to pilot part, I don't know, 125, we'll be ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so to that end, uh, if we had to pick from any of the topics that got brought up this week, uh, what do we want to talk about next week? Oh, man. Can we list them again? I forgot them all already. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go through your list again. Mine was just uh, butt plug utilities. So yeah, uh... butt plug utilities. <laughs> well, uh, but you also extended that to D&D creatures that could be pets. Yes. D&D yeah, creatures. You talked about Stanley uh, Cups. Yeah. Favorite, uh, favorite Cups. water bottles. Yes. Uh, reality TV shows. That's an easy one to to, to bring up as a topic. You just yeah. need one more. Um. Uh. The 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 D and D items that you've created or want to see in the game would be the other the one. Uh, like the gloves. Yeah. The gloves. Yeah. Unusual D and D objects or things you wish were real. All right. So we had those were Eric's topics, and I suggested vacations, dinosaurs, comic characters. Uh, real-world animals for pets and wrestlers. And then, Leanna, you had Asian dramas, burgers, craft shows. And then I didn't write the last two down because I lost my pen. Oh, collections. <laughs> Strange collections and go-to snacks or comfort food. All right. So out of that list, anything jumping out? I like the um, the collections. I also like the uh, the, the, the animals as pets. Yeah. I like uh, the D&D items that you wish were real. Yeah. But yeah, collections, pretty cool. The um, animals as pets, which you could also combine with the animals you wish were real in D&D. Sure. Yes. All right, so yeah, let's start simple, and we'll say collections. I like uh, it. So that'll be we'll the topic collect. for next week. I like we'll it. We'll discuss our top five things that we've collected or would like to collect. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, I would like to tell anyone that might be listening to make sure to tune in next week for that next episode. Uh, Bated breath, man. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. You know, Leanna's collected some weird shit. Mm. I have. It's true. She's got that jar of belly button lint on her side table by her bed that I'd really be interested to hear about. Oh, hey, I found my pen. Okay. <laughs> I found that pen. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for the, the butt plug collection of Eric's. Uh, it's it's not as big as I would like it to be. It's not like the koozies where I can just be like, 
pretty so it's like, like yeah. themselves. Yeah, like it's just like I'm going to Nashville. Would you like me to grab you a souvenir? It's hard to be like, yeah, could you get a Nashville butt plug? So I just I go with the koozie. Yeah, I guess that's fair. You can always store the butt plugs in the koozie. I store them in my ass. Well, not all of them. No, only two or three at a time. Zach. Oh, am I adding anything to the outro? Uh, yeah, no, that's all. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> yeah, no, I just uh, say a thing. Hope uh, we get at least more than two listeners this week. Well, that about wraps us up for this week. Uh, from Friday Night Murder Club, uh, I'm Zach, and I like wrestlers, I guess. Well, uh, to sum it all up, I'm Leanna, and. I like Asian dramas more than American dramas. And I'm Eric, and I wish there were iguana butt plugs. <laughs>